Commercial lending at our big bank is a process that begins with AD, that's application data, being sent off to HQ, headquarters. Sounds like that could take a while. <laughs> it will. At Franklin Savings Bank, our commercial lending decisions are made locally, resulting in faster loan approvals. Drop into any of our Lakes Region or Southern New Hampshire branches, including Merrimack and Goffstown, to find out what we can do for you. Or visit fsbnh.bank. Franklin Savings Bank. Together, we are community. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in Southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Next up, you'll be listening to United Way Community Connections with Mike Affelberg. United Way Community Connections. United Way Community Connections broadcasts every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. right here on WSMN. In United Way Community Connections, you will be introduced to leaders from all of the great nonprofits in Greater Nashua, from caring for our children to our seniors, from helping our homeless pets to our at-risk vets, from learning the skills to get your GED, to dealing with trauma and substance abuse. Community Connections is the place to learn with Mike Affelberg about what's going on. Learn how you can help and make a difference from the experts. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show, which is making a difference in Greater Nashua. Here's your host, Mike Affelberg. Hey, good Monday morning. Welcome to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. It is Monday, February 7th, 2022. Yeah, so what is this? Already the second Monday in February, and... Um, what can I say? It's still cold. <laughs> That's about sums it up, right? All right. Good night. Let's go home. It's still cold out. Nah, that's not it. It's cold outside, but this is the Community Connection Show, so it's warm in our hearts, right? This weekend started the Nashua Nor'easter event. That's the United Way uh, 5K, 10K half marathon walk and run through downtown Nashua. We have partnered with over 20 nonprofits, and each of those nonprofits is a stop along the way. So depending upon the course you choose, you get to learn about one of the amazing organizations that serves our community, organizations like Gateways Community Services, the Front Door Agency, the Adult Learning Center, the YMCA, and so forth and so on. And um, it's a great event. It's a little bit of a fundraiser. We've got... Uh, you know, some great prizes. If you raise 50 bucks, you get a nice long sleeve t-shirt. If you raise 100 bucks, you get that. Plus, you get an incredible swag bag. And if you raise $150, you get my personal favorite, which is a National Nor'easter custom embroidered pom-pom beanie hat, which is, of course, who does not need a beanie hat in the middle of winter here in New England, right? So um, if you want to learn more, if you want to participate, you can do that all week long. It goes through Sunday. And um, the... Um, Easiest way to find out about that, sign up online, support your favorite runner, whatever you want to do, is um, that you could uh, perhaps uh, go to our website, unitedwaynashua.org, unitedwaynashua.org, and up on the website, you'll get one of these big, large, annoying pop-up things that comes up on the internet. You click on the big picture of the Nor'easter, and it takes you right to the website where you can sign up and join. So um, I did want to mention that that just started this weekend, the Nashua Nor'easter. We're super excited. We have over 180 participants right now. We've raised over $25,000. It's a great thing, and it supports our community safety net. 
that's what keeps us all strong, smart, safe, healthy, and happy in Greater Nashua. So we're pretty excited about that. And of course, I guess what I'm going to do is take the opportunity to give a special shout out to all of the volunteers at United Way who've made this possible and to my staff who've also made it possible. They do all the heavy lifting. I just do the talking, um, but they do all the hard work. And I'm going to say in particular, I'm going to give a shout out to my colleague, Samantha Casista. Samantha has done an incredible job pulling this event together. She sort of spearheads it because it is a fundraiser. She's um, responsible for some of our fundraising at United Way and corporate partnerships, and she's done a great job um, you know, with this event. Has had lots of others, but Samantha in particular, I want to say huge shout out to her, and thank you very much. So uh, we've got a great show for you today. We're going to have, um, as we often and usually do, we're going to have two different nonprofit organizations joining us on the radio shortly. The first will be on in about 10 minutes or so, and that's the Brazilian Council of New Hampshire. That's the first time they've ever been on the show. A couple of my good friends, Sandra and Bruno, will be on talking about the Brazilian Council. We have an incredibly robust, vibrant um, you know, really amazing Brazilian community here in the Nashua area. And we want to talk about uh, you know, some some of the things that are going on in that community and how the and how you can get involved with supporting and partnering and learning more um, through the Brazilian Council. So we're going to have them on for about 20 minutes, starting about 10 after the hour. And then we're going to have on the show um, our friends from the Youth Success Project. The Youth Success Project is a partner with the Greater Nashua Continuum of Care. That's the youth organization for uh, people, young people who have experienced homelessness and housing insecurity at some point in their lives, and they bring a youth voice to our initiatives uh, geared towards ending homelessness of young people in our community. So they're going to be on the show as well. So I'm looking forward to the show. It's going to be pretty great. As you know, each week we have two different nonprofits, and these are organizations, some small, some large, some relatively obscure, some very well known. Doesn't really matter to me as long as they're doing something to make our lives stronger, smarter, safer, and healthier and happier for all of us who live and work here. So I talked about the Nor'easter, told you about our guests. Now what I want to do is also tell you about some other goodness going on in our community. One thing which I think is really great, and I'm just going to, this is just a little sidebar kind of thing, but Thursday afternoon, Somebody from the Nashua School District reached out to me from their, what's called their CTE programs. That's Continuing and Technical Education. That's, uh, you know, the vocational education programs in our high schools. Now, when I was young, which was many, 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 many years ago, when I was young, we uh, had classes like, you know, auto shop and small engine repair and woodworking. And, and those are your typical CTE classes. But, um, you know, in the modern era, that has expanded to be rich, really much more oriented towards a wide variety of different um, aspects of technical education. That includes things like culinary arts and nursing and um, HVAC and graphic design and cosmetology and so forth. I think the high schools have in Nashua over 20 different CTE programs. One of those programs, which I just mentioned, culinary arts, is, as you might imagine, a program that requires their student participants to wear uniforms because, you know, chefs wear uniforms. And those uniforms include typically a chef's coat, a chef's hat, an apron, chef's pants, and uh, the students own their own uniforms. And that, of course, costs a little bit of money. Um, 
you know, it's about $100 a uniform for each student. And the program lasts about two years. So it's not a huge amount of money, but for a low-income student, it actually can be quite a burden. So the school reached out and said, you know, we have about, uh, you know, uh, 10 students or 18 students rather that uh, can't afford their uniforms this year for a variety of reasons, including, um, you know, parents having lost jobs or being job insecure because of the pandemic. And is it possible that there might be some funding somewhere available to, uh, you know, kind of front like 1800 bucks for these uh, 18 students to get their uniforms? And I thought about that. And I said, well, I don't know. You know, we could probably pitch in a couple hundred bucks from United Way, but I certainly don't have, you know, close to $2,000 just laying there waiting to be spent on something. So what I did was just on a whim, I put a comment in one of the local Facebook pages, um, the, the community, no, the uh, Civic Sounding Board Facebook page. And I said, hey, guys, is there anybody here who is maybe a restaurateur or a small business owner who might want to pitch in 100 200 bucks? to help and uh, do a little fundraising to support these kids who are, of course, the future of our workforce, you know? So we teach them now how to cook, and they will cook for us when they graduate. So, like, that is a win-win because they're going to make amazing food. We're going to love eating it. They're going to be employed. We're going to, you know, we're going to have them with good-paying jobs. It's all good. Like, it's a great circle of life, you know what I mean? And uh, I just put it out there on a whim, and you know what? In about two hours... I had raised the full $1,800 for these culinary arts uniforms. And I just am like incredibly filled with gratitude. Like what an amazing community that could come together. It was just nine or 10 donors, but like the flight center pitched in for 500 bucks. And Soul Sistas pitched in for a couple hundred bucks. And of course, United Way pitched in for a couple hundred bucks. And we had a bunch of other donors. And, um, you know, it's really pretty darn amazing. And I'm so proud of our community for just doing little things like that sometimes to, to help each other out. Isn't that kind of like, you know, what makes our community special and amazing? So I just wanted to put that out there. I can't stop smiling about it. I bet you if you think about it, you can't either. Um, wanted to also mention one other bit of goodness at United Way, something that we're working on. So think about this. We have... You know, about eh, rough numbers, 2,500 employees in the Nashua School District. And those employees are not just teachers, right? That's also teachers, administrators, guidance counselors and school nurses, food service workers, uh, janitorial and maintenance staff, um, you know, the whole entire list, para, para educators, the whole entire list of, uh, of, of uh, staff in the Nashville School District, about 2,500 students, and they have been working very hard. Now, let's be honest. They have been working very hard for a long time under very difficult conditions. The pandemic has not been easy, and it's posed challenges that have never been really put in front of us, um, at least not in, over, you know, like 100 years. And how do you operate when, how do you operate safely when you have to shut down? And how do you teach kids remotely? And how do you connect to students with food when they aren't coming to school? And so forth and so on. And not to mention the, the you know, the challenges associated with getting a labor workforce, getting people to actually be able to work and fill those positions and do those jobs. So they've been operating under some terrible conditions. And uh, on top of which, 
there has been a lot of negativity out there about about this, and it's a controversial topic. You know, there's been, do we have masks? Don't we have masks? Do we close schools? Don't we have school close schools? Do we get vaccinated? Don't we get vaccinated? All of that, you guys are all accustomed to and well acquainted with what I'm talking about. But at the end of the day, no matter what side you're on, I think we can all agree that our educators, our school heroes, deserve a pat on the back for doing everything that they can and that they believe is the right thing to do to educate our students. I don't think anybody will disagree about that. And if you do, well, you're just you know, a dum-dum because it's super important to recognize that our educators have worked really hard to educate our students um, in the best way that they knew that they could do so safely um, in this environment. So we've launched a campaign at United Way. It's called Nashua Loves Our School Heroes. Nashua Loves Our School Heroes. And we're doing a couple things uh, coming up right after the uh, winter break in the, like the first week of March, we're going to be going out to each of the schools and we're going out with greeting cards that we're going to have personalized with thank you messages written by volunteers and members of the community to all 2,500 school heroes. I got an incredible donation from our friends at Lint Chocolate. Lint Chocolate. I mean, seriously, who does not love Lint Chocolate? I love Lint Chocolate. You love Lint Chocolate. Lint Chocolate donated 8,000 chocolate truffles, 8,000 chocolate truffles. Um, so that we can give each of those school heroes at least three truffles as a thank you to them. And um, what else What else can I say? We're also going to be um, uh, creating small buttons with a logo design that one of our volunteers came up with to honor our school heroes. And then in the spring, after when the thaw takes place, when we look outside and it's not snowy and cold and the frozen tundra of New England, then we're going to also do a yard sign campaign where we'll have yard signs. Nashua loves our school heroes yard signs all over the community. You'll be able to get one, put it in your yard and display your pride and your honor of our school heroes. So let's not let them be forgotten. Look for more um, coming from United Way about that. And, um, you know, let's uh, do what we can to just put a smile on the face of every school hero that is serving all of our kids in this amazing community that we call Greater Nashua. And that, my friends, brings us to our first break. Our show is brought to you by three amazing and generous sponsors, Franklin Savings Bank, located right here in Merrimack, as well as fully promoted and embroidered me of Southern New Hampshire, uh, bringing to our community amazing uh, embroidery, screen printing, and promotional products. And our long, longest long-term sponsor, Edstone Properties, one of our community's premier builders, um, building homes in our community. And um, they all bring our show to the, to the, to the air. So we're going to give them a couple minutes to talk about themselves during the break. And on the other side of the break, we will have on the show my friends Sandra and Bruno from the Brazilian Council. You are listening to the United Way Community, Community Connection show. It is Monday, February 7th. 2022, and I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. Commercial lending at our big bank is a process that begins with AD, that's application data, being sent off to HQ headquarters. Sounds like that could take a while. <laughs> it will. At Franklin Savings Bank, our commercial lending decisions are made locally, resulting in faster loan approvals. Drop into any of our Lakes Region or Southern New Hampshire branches, including Merrimack and Goffstown, to find out what we can do for you. Or visit fsbnh.bank. Franklin Savings Bank. Together, we are community. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in Southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years experience, Edgestone offers highly valued 
residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care, or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive, or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections, or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. Well, good Monday morning, and welcome to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We are here every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. talking with the nonprofits in our community, organizations that are doing the work of making our community stronger, smarter, safer, healthier, and happier for all of us who live and work here. Um, each week, we interview two different organizations, and this week we have with us in the studio, and I'm super excited about this because I don't believe they've ever been here, like sort of officially in that capacity, the Brazilian Council of Greater Nashua, or I'm not sure exactly what the name is. I think it's, the, but I just called the Brazilian Council because my Brazilian friends. Bruno, <laughs> how are you this morning, my friend? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, Mike. Thank you so much. Well, it's thank so, you. It's so great seeing you. Now, look, Brazil is in the southern hemisphere, and that means it's summer down there, right? Yes, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's summer right now. And yep. Sandra, you're from Brazil as well. Yes, I am. And where are both of you from in Brazil? So I'm from uh, Rio. Rio, okay. And Sandra? Curitiba, south of Brazil. Okay, so that is that like kind of like more like the Patagonia kind of region or like way how far south? Way far south. So is it cold down there right it's now? It's colder. It's colder than where he lives. Yeah, so we should all... <laughs> so forget about where you're from. What did you say, Curitiba? Curitiba. We forget about that. And I think we all need to plan a nice little vacation sometime soon to... To to um, Rio, Rio de Janeiro. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I love that idea. I have never been, and I'm so, and I'm and I really need to go. So, well, but you know yeah. what? We do what we can to bring a little bit of Brazil to Nashua, right? <laughs> absolutely, we try, we try. There are a lot of Brazilians in our community. Is that not true? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, especially in Nashua, we have uh, you know the biggest uh, uh, Brazilian population in the state located uh, right here in Nashua. Well, we also have, I think Nashua also has the most diverse community in general in, in the state, which mm -hmm. is something, I think it's a point of pride. I love that about Nashua. It's a community which is changing and moving in great positive directions. And a big part of that is our Brazilian community. How many Brazilians would you say guesstimate, estimate that we have in our, in our midst in, in Nashua? So, uh, yeah, so in Nashua it's hard to, to say uh in like but there in like in new hampshire we have approximately yeah i would say a little over five thousand uh brazilians across the, the state 
Um, that's a lot of people yeah. because it's a small state, right? Yeah. I think that's amazing. No, absolutely, absolutely. And um, you know, like Brazilians are actually the eighth most uh, Im- uh, populous immigrant community in the state of New Hampshire. No kidding. Yeah, that's that's incredible. And of course, you know, we think about uh, obviously. I'm sure we have a, a lot more, maybe perhaps Mexicans and Canadians, and sort of our two bordering countries, right? But Brazil is a long ways away. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're a Brazilian, Bruno, Sandra, why would you come to N- New Hampshire? I mean, it's cold here. Like, uh, are you, Bruno, come on, man. What were you thinking? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, like, I came here to seek better opportunities, Mike. Nice. Uh, I mean, where, where I lived, um, you know, great friends. Uh, but at the end of the day, the opportunities that I had here, I would not, you know, like, not have it there. I think it's the all. I think all of our immigrants, and we're all immigrants. You know, Absolutely. most of us are, except for perhaps indigenous people. We all came here seeking opportunity and and you know, sort of a better way of life and a different way of life, right? Absolutely, absolutely. That's wonderful. And how long have you been here, Bruno? So it's gonna be fifteen years now in March, actually. Yeah, uh, it's gone by so fast. It's unbelievable. Well, I'm an immigrant from California, so that's about 15 <laughs> years for me, too, you know. So, Sandra, how about yourself? How long have you been here in the great state of New Hampshire? Uh, for about, it will be 22 years in uh, over the summer in July, and I came to continue my education. I work and I study and work at the university that I graduated in Brazil, and I became a teacher there. And I need to have a master's degree at least to keep working there. Right. So I came here to learn English and then go back and finish my studies um, in Brazil. And I end up staying here. That's wonderful. Yeah. And you're so involved in so many, both of you really, but you're so involved, Sandra, in so many different things in our community. I see you everywhere. I see you um, at the Continuum of Care. Of course, you represent Gateways Community Services um, as a great as a great ambassador for the community. So it's good to see you in person. It's been a while, I think, since any of us have seen each other in person. I love to serve my community. Yeah. Yeah. And I will be going to Brazil like Wednesday. If you want to come with me and enjoy some beach time, <laughs> some vacation time, you're welcome to come. But you said it's cold where you're from. <laughs> not there, not now. It's no, summer. No, okay. okay, all right. It's so, summer. Okay, because you know Brazil's a big country, and I don't want to go to you know the Arctic Circle or Antarctica or something oh, like that. You love it. You okay. love it. Anywhere you go in Brazil, you'll have a great time. Well, I'm I'm going to start a fundraiser right now. It's a GoFundMe page for Mike Affelberg. If you want to spend some money because you got too much of it and you want to send me to Brazil with Sandra on yes. Wednesday, I yes. am I'm all in. There you go. I think that's amazing. You're welcome to come. Sandra, do you guys have any events coming up? I want to make sure we talk about that because in the past we have had like the Brazil Fest and Bruno, yes. you've been sort of the big inspiration behind brazil fest but that's usually later in the year when it's mm-hmm. warm when we can go to greeley park and not uh, you know have to snow shovel and so there's no snow tubing at brazil fest no. so do we have anything coming up that we want to talk about there sandra well the recent things that we're having have been doing is collecting winter coats and the drop off is at the sky market right on main street is our brazilian market um, anyone can hold on. Wait, is Sky Market a Brazilian market? Yes, I had no Delicious idea. Delicious Brazilian everything, and that's right at the top of Main Street. Like yes. ma- that's at the big corner across from the Monument Square, Main, yes, Main right Street, at the line. right by the first church. Yeah. All right, I had no idea that's a Brazilian market. 
that's incredible. Like, it is. How stupid do I feel? It is. Thanks a lot. So that's one of the drop-off uh, places. Yeah. Also, people can contact us. We can go pick it up. Sometimes it's hard, you know, to to have a time so we can go later on and you know at your uh, house at your, at your work and then pick up the collection you know the the donation and uh, send it to the sky market and you're looking for a sort of warm winter coats yes okay any particular Snow style boots. or kind or no nope. anyone that you're not you know gently use and sure. um boots no boots we still have some uh, winter to go snow gloves hats uh, but the jackets are the you know the biggest one. A yeah, lot of, of a lot of people are coming and they have like no idea how cold it is right now. So why don't you wait until summer? Oh. Yeah, that's right. You know nobody immigrates so. to New Hampshire from you know from um, Iceland, yeah. right? <laughs> Everybody seems to come here from warm places, and then you're like you know you're in February. And you're like, what in the world did I get myself into? It's insane. It's like what does zero degrees mean? You know, it, it's like 18 degrees below zero Celsius. That's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. So go to Sky Market with your gently used snow boots and in particular um, warm coats. Yes. And then we have like a couple of um, COVID clinics. One here in Ash at the San Luis uh, Gonzaga Church from, uh, it'll be on the February 26th from uh, 6.30 p.m. to 8 PM. And that's it's on right West Hollis Street, right? West Hollis, yeah, right downtown. And that's a, a vaccination vaccination clinic, right? Clinic. So uh, people can just walk in? Do they have to make Anyone. an appointment? Don't have to be Brazilian. We're going to have the clinic. Anyone that wants to take the first, second, or third. Or even the booster. Yeah, the booster. Fabulous. Will be, will when be is that again? February the 26th. Okay, so coming up in just a couple weeks. Yeah. And then February the 13th, before that, at the Revival Church in Manchester, we will also have a clinic. And the time is from... Bruno, help me out. 12.30 to 4.30. Perfect. So in Manchester, another clinic. 12.30 to 4.30. That's in Manchester. That's on the 13th. And that is uh, now in February. And okay. lastly, what we're working on, it is my... Um, Birthday fundraiser. Yeah, we I know you're gonna are you're, going to fundraise for the whole month. You're gonna be uh, like you're gonna be like thirty eight. Is that it's, it's a, a fifty? Big, oh come on! I it's can't the say big 50. I would never I would never say that to a lady on the radio. It's the big zero, and uh, we will be collecting um, donations. Wonderful. Um, all month because at my house we celebrate our birthdays the whole month. So why not fundraise the whole month? I think that's a great idea. I'm going to tell my family <laughs> yeah, from I have now to on. be creative. So it's a What birthday. day is your birthday, Sandra? It was the the second in the celebration and the fundraiser was the fifth this yeah. past Saturday. Yeah. But we will keep receiving donations. Uh, my friends can contact me if they feel like they can uh, help the Brazilian Council. Uh, or send the donation to 16 Airport Road number one, which okay. is the church where the celebration happened. That's wonderful. Yes. Well, I love that you're doing that for your birthday to, to show some um, you know appreciation and love for the causes that are dear and near to your heart. Giving That's, back to the community, Mike. It's all about so that, right? So many nonprofits already helped me when I was in yeah, need. Yeah. And it's the feeling to give is so much better than the feeling that when you need something. Yeah, and I agree uh, with that. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I think we actually have a need as human beings. Sort of, this is a different topic, but I think deep down it, it, it satisfies a need when we give back in the community because yes. it makes you feel so good. It kind of is food for the soul. Yes, Pre yeah, so. especially diapers. I, ha I had such a struggle when I was homeless yeah. and I need diapers and I had to get the stroller and walk church to church and sometimes like soup kitchen at that time yeah. would give me five diapers. I was like, oh, my son is huge. Might as well need way more than five diapers a day. Yeah. So I'm all to, you know, help with the diapers. And I thank you so much, Gate, well, um, Gateways, obviously, because yeah, sure. I work there. But United Away, because uh, we had some leftovers from the yeah. baby shower and some of my friends needed. So I had the opportunity to grab some diapers for them there. And I'm so thankful for that, Mike. Thank but it's you. so funny. You know, my you. Talk about diapers, like my, my daughter, right? So uh, my grandson is now five right. months old. And so he's outgrown his size two diapers. And my daughter puts on Facebook on Saturday morning. She says, does anybody know anybody who might want size two diapers? And I'm like, seriously, do you not yes. know what I do for work? <laughs> yes. I mean, honestly, of all the people, like not to ask. <laughs> Talk to so, dad. So I have a car full of like size two diapers now taken back to the office. I'll take but, wow. it. I'll take yeah. it. That's the number that I need. <laughs> no, that's funny. I got them. I'll be, be in the office tomorrow. They're yes. in my car and still at home. Yes. So yes, Thank please you, come in. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so, Bruno, I want to make sure we talk a little bit about the Brazilian Council because uh, I don't know that anybody's really heard of the Brazilian Council. So mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit about this new organization in our community. What is the Brazilian Council? What's its mission? What is it doing? How do people get involved? Yeah, so uh, the, the Brazilian Council yeah, is a newly founded uh, organization. Uh, we are a nonprofit organization, and we serve uh, in, like everybody in the community. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, U.S. citizens, uh, you know, come in. Um, we, um, you know, like we help them. Uh, <laughs> but we focus more on uh, immigrants. So the the purpose is, you know, to, to help out, uh, you know, like immigrants with, you know, like literally, you know, like everything. Uh, we have a lot of um, connections uh, with other organizations in the community. And we do a lot of uh, referrals uh, because we are, you know, like a limit, you know, like we are a limited capacity, you know, like right now it's just me. Um, so we do a lot of, uh, you know, like referrals. So we help out, um, you know, folks to, you know, like fill out, you know, like applications to, to get rent assistance. Uh, you know, like we, uh, you know, provide legal services, uh, immigration legal services. We, um, we're in respect to other legal services, we have kind of uh, in like a collaboration with uh, other organizations um, for people, you know, who are low income. Like, and the, like the Hampshire Legal Aid, that type of yes, thing? Yes, yep. exactly, exactly. Um, and then, you know, like people that can, you know, like afford a lawyer, you know, like I have, uh, you know, like a list of, uh, you know, like colleagues, uh, you know, that, that I trust that uh you know like we do referrals um so we do you know like pretty much you know like everything yeah um so i mean even you know like the other day i was helping someone to to find a um uh someone to do their wedding you know like in portuguese and uh you know like in english uh and the other minute i was you know doing some um, you know, like legal work uh, with the court. So that's great. Um, you know, from very, um, you know, like simple tasks to to the most, you know, like complex issues. 
Yeah, um, that's really great. Most yes, what we do, it's kind of help the 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 newcomers to mm-hmm. adjust to the community. What do you do first? How do you get health care? How do you get to school? What, what do you need for school? What kind of documentation? Help them to get the kids to get the physical going. So it's like Bruno say, help with everything. Every single need from getting an apartment, getting furnished, getting a mattress, getting a bed to sleep, to getting a lawyer for, you know, yeah. for other So being reasons. a wa- warm and welcoming um, face um, that comes from a place that is also um, common and common with people. I mean, that's so important. Yes. If you're from Brazil, you feel lost, I imagine. And if you have somebody who is also had so, at some point came to our community and learned how to do things and how to navigate this very strange place, then um, that can be really, really a great, great experience, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I have two really important questions for you guys. Yeah. First of all, it's a World Cup year. And how is Brazil going to do this year? Because I think Brazil yeah. cares about soccer, no? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Big time. Too much. <laughs> so Big is it going to be Germany or Brazil this year? I just want to know because my wife is very passionate about this as well, yeah. but she's not passionate about Brazil. I'm oh, just really? She's <laughs> German, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I actually, yeah, I, I don't think, uh, you know, it's going to be Brazil, yeah. uh, you know, this year. Uh, I really don't think so. But there's going to be a lot of yellow and green around. I I'm would, sure of that. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would cheer no matter what oh, with yeah, my Brazilian absolutely. shirt and uh, but we we don't know we yeah. just we just hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You've got actually pretty good odds. You know, with Brazil, there's been a history there. Now, my other really important question is: I'm all about food. So, what is Bruno? What is your favorite food from Brazil? My favorite food from Brazil is actually. <laughs> and can you get it here? That's yeah, a funny absolutely. question. Let me go first. Okay, Sandra. I'm sorry. No problem. My favorite food is soup. And I serve three different so- soap, kinds sopa? of soup. Yeah, yeah sopa. In, yeah, sopa. sopa. Okay. And Bruno hates soup, and that's what I serve <laughs> at my birthday. And it was just for ladies, but he was there because we're yeah. raising money yeah. from New <laughs> Brazilian New Hampshire Council. So he didn't eat. He ate some candy, some cake, but he's yeah, like, I, I don't candy. like I soup. And it's my favorite food, and I can find like anywhere. I can ask friends. And to does it make matter what kind of me. soup, or just doesn't matter? Doesn't matter. Just I just any love soup. soup. My wife loves soup too. I think yeah. I think that's uh, you definitely have that in common. So Bruno, it's not soup. So what is it? So actually, uh, you're not gonna believe this, but it's uh, my favorite food is French fries. Actually, is that Brazilian? <laughs> is that your favorite Brazilian food, or just your favorite food? No, I mean it's my favorite food. Uh, so you want to know my favorite Brazilian food? Um, yeah. So that's uh, it's called a uh, fricasse. Okay. So it's like a uh, you know like shredded uh, chicken. Yeah. With you know some you know like um, a different kind of like white sauce with yeah. uh, potato sticks. I think um, that they had. I think one of the food trucks at the Brazil Fest had fricasse. If I remember correctly, maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah, but it's like a delicious, it's yeah. amazing. That's incredible. So, is there going to be Brazil Fest this year? Oh yeah, absolutely. At Greeley yeah, Park absolutely. again? Sure. Yes, sure. the place to be. It's absolutely, the place to in be in August, right? The last yes. weekend of August. The last Saturday of uh, August. That's that our is, tradition. That is something to look yep. forward to, yep. guys. Absolutely. So I will say we are just about out of time. Is there anything you could tell people how they can get connected to the um, Brazilian community and the Brazilian council? How do people learn more and get involved? Yeah, so we have uh, a website. Um, 
It's uh, www.nh Brazilian Council and Council ends with C-I-L dot O-R-G NH Brazilian Council NH.org. Yes. Oh, no, nhbrazilioncouncil.org. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Yes. Okay. And then we have, uh, you know, like a Facebook page yeah. um, as well called, it's in Portuguese. It's called uh, Immigrants in New Hampshire, but okay. it's in Portuguese. Oh, well, that's not um, helpful for me at all. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to tag you guys in Facebook for this post, for this show today, and I'm like, Brazilian Council, Brazil Council, uh, with an S, with a Z. I found nothing. I found lots of Brazilian councils, but they're like the Brazilian Council of Michigan. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I don't care about Michigan. I, you know, it's not where I'm from. So, yeah, okay. Sounds good. So, um, Guys, I we, we're out of time. We're gonna have to say goodbye now. So yes, I'm gonna ask sure. you one, you know, one more last thing is, can you please say goodbye to all of our listeners in Portuguese, which I love to listen to the language. It's such a beautiful language. Sandra, I'm gonna let you have the honors. Tchau, muito obrigada, Mike, por recebermos hoje aqui. É um prazer estar aqui. Muito obrigada. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here this morning. It is my pleasure as well. You've been listening to Sandra and Muito Bruno obrigada. from the Brazilian Council and from the Greater Nashville Brazilian Community. Thank you for coming on our show today. Muito obrigado, Mike. All right. So, guys, we're going to take a break now for our sponsors to just say a word about themselves. After the break, we'll be back with our second guests. That's our uh, friends from the uh, Youth Success Project. And uh, you're listening to the Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. It is Monday, July 7th, 2022. Commercial lending at our big bank is a process that begins with AD, that's application data, being sent off to HQ headquarters. Sounds like that could take a while. <laughs> It will. At Franklin Savings Bank, our commercial lending decisions are made locally, resulting in faster loan approvals. Drop into any of our Lakes Region or Southern New Hampshire branches, including Merrimack and Goffstown, to find out what we can do for you. Or visit fsbnh.bank. Franklin Savings Bank. Together, we are community. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Hi, this is Tony Joyce from Joyce Cooling and Heating. With gas and oil prices this year projected to rise, this is a good time to have your system serviced. A well-maintained system will maximize efficiency and comfort. If your system is more than 20 years old, we have high-efficiency Lennox furnaces and Will McLean boilers that can be installed in as little as a day to minimize any inconvenience. The last thing you want is for your heater to stop working in the dead of winter. Give Joyce Cooling and Heating a call at 882-4244 or on the web at JoyceCool.com. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care, 
or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections, or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. Well, good Monday morning, and welcome to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We are here each and every Monday morning from, uh, I don't know, 9 to 10 a.m., talking with the nonprofits in our community, organizations that are working day in and day out to make our community stronger, smarter, safer, healthier, and happier for all of us who live and work here. I'm joined today in the studio with um, two representatives from the Youth Success Project. YSP, you may or may not have heard of the Youth Success Project, relatively new organization, part of the, what we would call the, you know, really not part of, but associated with the statewide um, continuum of care, which is our efforts across the state of New Hampshire, generally speaking, to reduce and eliminate homelessness in our community. The Youth Success Project represents the youth voice in those efforts. So we have with us Khadija Harris from the Youth Success Project, as well as Ariel Hayes. And guys, I'm just going to say welcome to our show this morning. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much. Well, it's great seeing you both in person. It I seems know. like it's been forever, right? <laughs> yeah. Khadija, I think the last time we saw each other, we were jumping, uh, we were getting ready to jump out of an <laughs> yes, airplane in yes, Pepperell. So. I remember that vividly. Uh, Terrifying. Good, Thank good, you for good that. times. Good, <laughs> good times, right? <laughs> so, Youth Success Project is relatively new, um, but the um, you know the idea of being bringing a voice to the the efforts to end homelessness um, that is a youth voice is not a new idea. And so we're glad to have you guys with us to talk about that a little bit today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. So why don't we start with Arielle, if that's okay? Maybe Absolutely. you can give us just the background. Give us the skinny on what is the Youth Success Project and how do people get involved and how do people learn more? Those are really important things for us to talk, start out with. Absolutely. So the Youth Success Project is a board of young people. Um, we describe it as a board of young people under the age of 25 who experienced unaccompanied homelessness in the state of New Hampshire. So that means that they experienced homelessness without a parent or guardian accompanying them. So we have we extend to minors as well, but most of our membership is in that 18 to 25 year old range. And we believe that young people have a right to be a part of decision making that directly affects their lives. And we also believe that our systems are better when we include young people in those decision making spaces because they are the experts in their own lives. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, this is the whole nothing without me you know, nothing about me without me kind of a concept. Absolutely. People always need to have, people who are part of a conversation need to be part of that conversation. Absolutely. And we really believe that it's important for young people to not only have a space at the table, but have a voice in and power in decision making and have the support that they need to really succeed in those spaces. So the Youth Success Project really tries to provide the young adults with the individual 
lies support that they need to really have a meaningful voice. That's fantastic. That's really, really great. And I think you're absolutely right. And you guys are also part of the um, each of our states continuum of care. Is that right? Yes. Yep. So we have a statewide balance of state continuum of care. We have the Greater Manchester's continuum of care. And we have the Greater Nashville continuum of care. And all three of these organizations mm-hmm. are sort of a loose network that covers the entire state in terms of providers to help to end homelessness um, for adults, youth, children, the whole spectrum. Right. Okay, very good. And um, um, the two of you, how long have you been involved with this work? Let me ask that. I have been a part of YSP since it started. So when we did the Coming Together to End Youth Homelessness event, that kickoff um, that Southern New Hampshire University um, hosted, I was a part of that as a panelist and shared my expertise um, with the people who attended. Um, And YSP was also a part of that. So um, right after that, the Youth Success Project kind of started developing that um, was back in march of like 2020 say, right yeah. before the pandemic hit. yeah i was gonna say it was like mm-hmm. five minutes before the pandemic yeah, we had that's the literally the Worst last timing. big thing yep. i went to as an event mm-hmm. but i remember khadijah you were so amazing as a panelist Thank you. sharing your experience i think it really touched a lot of yeah. a lot of people so definitely okay and yourself ariel um, I'm a little bit newer to YSP. I think I first got involved like early summer as a member of YSP. Um, I had a brief experience with homelessness as a young person and quickly after started working with the runaway one of the one, runaway and homeless youth programs in the state, Waypoint. So I kind of got involved with YSP through my work as like a case manager service provider and then quickly made the shift um, as we gained funding and had the opportunity to pay a director and assistant director. I stepped into that role as my full-time job. And now my role is really less about providing like personal insight, but about uplifting and providing structure and space for young adults who are a part of this organization to share their voices and to be a part of these decision-making spaces. Absolutely. And we should also express some gratitude, I think, to Waypoint. Waypoint (laughs) is one of the largest organizations in the state, and they are a nonprofit that, amongst other things, um, serves homeless youth, youth experiencing homelessness, and is the fiscal agent sponsor for the Youth Success Project. So... They have been in the past. We actually just switched our fiscal sponsorship ah. over to Plymouth State University. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. incredibly exciting. That's what exciting. happens when you miss a meeting, <laughs> <laughs> which is what I did. No worries at yeah. all. It's literally been within the last month oh, that this um, yeah. switch happened, and we're working with Plymouth State University Social Work Department. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, and we're the only... Um, Youth Action Board, the Youth Success Project is a youth action board which exists across the country. We're the only youth action board that we know of that's working this closely with a university. That's really great. And PSU has a really really strong social work program. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I love hearing that. I did not know about that. So that's awesome. (laughs) You learn a new thing every day. Isn't that amazing? Even when you're old. (laughs) <laughs> and, and, and I'm going to say I am old. So, yes. So what are some of the initiatives going on these days? Um, I'll start with Kadisha. What are some of the things going on at the Youth Success Project that we'd like for people to know about? So we just got done and wrapped up our focus groups um, where people with other youth and young adults with lived experience can come and, like, share that space and talk about um, some things that um, they can relate to and just kind of connect with one another. Um and that was a success. Um, we did virtual ones and we did in-person ones. Okay. Um, so um, 
those came out, those actually came, the in-person ones came out really good. Yeah. Um, and one virtual one was very successful as well. Okay. Um, but yeah. Uh, and what are some of the things that, what came out of the focus groups? Focus groups are always one of those things, you know, like you mm-hmm. never, it's kind of like the old, uh, you know, thing with, what was the movie with uh, Forrest Gump, right? Forrest, yeah. You never know what you're going to get. It's like a box of chocolates, mm-hmm. right? You never know what you're going to get. Focus groups are the same way, right? Mm-hmm. You never know what you're going to get until you have the, the meeting. So, yeah, so what really, are some of the things that came out? We talked about some of the barriers that they had while they were homeless, um, some of the things that they wish could have been different, some things that they could have changed um, to prevent their homelessness. Um, we did come up with a couple of findings, Um if there's any like identity issues that that got into the the way of them being homeless, um, and there was a lot of them that connected with the same story mm-hmm. um, that we found a lot of similarities and a lot of people that could relate to one another. Um, a lot of them started a lot of it started like under the age of eighteen, mm-hmm. um, and some conflicts in the household, um, substance abuse, mental health stuff. Um, so the list goes on and on. But there was a lot of there was a lot of findings with those focus groups that we did. Okay. And a mm-hmm. lot of, I would imagine a lot of our um, young people who have experienced homelessness, mm-hmm. sort of, you said 18 to 25, probably came out of also the system in yeah. some way, mm-hmm. out of foster care mm-hmm. or placement, something like that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the similarities that we saw between a lot of the focus group okay. participants. Any big surprises? I think the biggest surprise for me was just how many of the young people that we um, ran these focus groups with did experience homelessness while under the age of 18, like Khadijah already mm-hmm. mentioned. Um, we talked with 13 separate young people as part of these focus groups, and seven of them disclosed that they first experienced homelessness while they were under 18. Wow. And we didn't ask each single one individually. It really was like they get to volunteer information sure. as they feel comfortable. So seven plus out of 13 young people experienced homelessness. And sometimes it was as young as like 10, 11, 12. Yeah, that very they, young. Yeah. Um, Unaccompanied with their families or just like... Uh, what kind, what are we is it like so homelessness under the age of 18 can be with or without mm-hmm. your family mm-hmm. in or out of placement what was I think the, it was both it was yeah. both. Yeah, it was a mixture of both really? yeah mm-hmm. there was a lot of family instability and a lot of mm-hmm. like abusive behaviors in the home of course. Um, that led to the young people leaving so a lot of time they experienced homelessness both as a part of their family and mm-hmm. then as they got into that like 16 to 18 year old range started to experience it on their own Um, We also heard a lot about these young people's mental health struggles and how hard being homeless is, experiencing homelessness is, and just the importance of hope and feeling like there is a real pathway out of homelessness that they can easily understand. What are some of the things that you would say are the biggest um, givers of hope? What are some of the three or maybe a couple things that came out that stuck out for you? I'm sure that when people say, you know, when they talk about hope, they're saying, well, this, for example, gave me hope. Well, I think it uh, has to do with, like, having a passion, mm-hmm. you know, like music, art, mm-hmm. writing, journaling, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think that was finding an outlet from all the madness that's going on in their lives um, gives them hope. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, that absolutely Connection. came up. And then a need for like peer-based supports and seeing other people who have been through similar mm-hmm. things and gotten through it is a huge source of hope. And one that we're really hoping to lead into with the Youth Success Project too is creating a community of young people who have similar experiences and are working towards making real and lasting change in the community. Right. So mm-hmm. I did this and it worked for me, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Which is mm-hmm. so much more effective when it's coming from a person who is a peer is some you know in that age bracket uh, you know somebody old you know like, like me comes along and says well you know well you know Sonny you might want to <laughs> think about doing that thing and like you know duh nobody wants to hear that right, right. of course so what are some of the other things that are going on with the Youth Success Project these days? We do have, we're in the process of planning a listening session. Okay. Um, these can take a lot of different forms, but the yeah. way that we are envisioning it happening is over Zoom. It's going to be set up a little bit like a panel. Okay. Um, with only the Youth Success Project members having their microphones on and like directly interacting. And then it's a space for them to really like freely Mm -hmm. speak about what their experiences with homelessness were, what the barriers they experienced were. And then adult partners um, and anyone who's like interacting with youth experiencing homelessness in the community has an opportunity to be there as a listener and really hear what the youth have to say right yeah so right. that's great similar to what we did with the coming to gather to end mm-hmm. use homelessness event um just virtual form sure <laughs> yeah. a facilitated listening yes. session yep. that's that's really great and that's different than a focus group yep. that's that's mm-hmm. a really great thing good idea um how does a person whose curiosity is piqued by this topic get involved with connect with and support the youth success project how do you learn more where do you go Yes, so mm-hmm. we have active social media, Facebook yep. and Instagram. I also made my first TikTok as part of um, promoting our focus. You group. made your first TikTok. I, I made have? my first TikTok. <laughs> I, I, I'm impressed. I, <laughs> I, Me too. When uh, I saw it, really, <laughs> yeah. I I can barely do like a boomerang thing. I so, just can't figure yeah. it out. I yeah. can't figure it out. It was it well, was good for you. I taught myself as I went. So we're on Facebook as yeah. the Youth Success Project. We're on Instagram as NH Youth Success and then we also have a website nhyouthsuccess.com okay. okay very good and probably any of those places you would learn a little bit more about what's coming up what's mm-hmm. going on and how a person can get connected I, I'm assuming you need people to join your action board and yep. get Absolutely. involved yeah. yes so we youth members we pay $20 an hour for their time and participation yeah general members are just asked to participate in one and a half hour yeah. meetings three times a month um, and then we're always looking for donors and people who are here to support the work that we're doing and get involved in other ways as well. That's wonderful. And the music in the background means we're out of time. Okay. It okay. goes so fast. <laughs> You've been listening to Ariel Hayes and yes. to Khadija Harris yes. from the Youth Success Project, um, the Youth Action Board, supporting homelessness initiatives and bringing a youth voice mm-hmm. to those efforts in our state. Would that be about a good, accurate Yes, that's correct. And you guys are both going to go with me over the edge in June. Yes. Yes. Are you both really going to do that? That's the plan. Well, if you will, then I will. So so I'll see you on top of the Brady Sullivan Tower in a couple months. And thank you for both for coming on the radio today. We really appreciate the work. Thank you for having us. Very important work you're doing. So thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, so. You have been listening to the United Way Community Connections show on WSMN 1590 AM and 
95.3 FM and all sorts of other places like your smart speaker and Facebook. We will be back next week with another show introducing you to two different nonprofits from our community. Until next week, please remember to be kind to one another because great things really do happen when we live united. 95.3 FM Nashua. Listen, watch, and stream at WSMN.live.